Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, Soul Shepherding friends. Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation. We are honored to talk with you, be in relationship with you. Christy and I are fresh off a sabbatical and excited to tell you about that. We're going to be talking about the value of immersive spiritual retreats uh, for whatever your Enneagram type is, uh, experiencing a retreat like we do in our Soul Shepherding Institute, which is five days long, and you get an immersive experience in community. The, the power of that saturation on a spiritual retreat for for healing, for growth, for life change is huge. And we got to have a four-week sabbatical, so we had even more than like a, a normal retreat. And so we have some lessons to teach you about that, and we're going to apply it to the Enneagram because our new book is coming out. You've been hearing us talk about Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. I hope you've ordered a copy, even for your friends. And don't forget about the pre-order bonuses. Since the book will be released September 5th, this is anything before September 5th, you can, with one book, you can get a discount on our Enneagram and Emotions video course. That's Christy and I uh, doing video. That's like uh, Soul Talks on video, speaking right to your needs, your personality. Uh, And then if you get five books or more, you also get a exclusive live webinar that Chris and I will be doing. We would love to meet you in that. That'd be really fun. And if you order uh, 12 books or more, we've got a free Enneagram coaching session for you where you get help with uh, your Enneagram type and your emotions. And if you're leading a church or a ministry and can order an even larger quantity, we could talk about speaking at your your group or uh, being on Zoom with you at least. We would love to connect with you personally. And that's what we get to do in our Soul Shepherding Institute week. And gosh, just last week, Christy, we were in Malibu, California, and we had about 40 people with us on retreat. And that's we went from our sabbatical uh, pretty much right into that. And it's so good to be with our Soul Shepherding friends uh, together there in Malibu Canyon and and. Most of us went to the beach for, for TLC times, and we were learning about spiritual and psychological development from our other book, Journey of the Soul. It's so awesome what God does when we make a space for him and we're intentional to press in close and to to put some hard boundaries on other things in our life that distract us, even disrupt some of our, our habits, even some of our good habits like we did with sabbatical to make space for some better habits, some better practices, more intentional time with God. It's really beautiful the way God breaks through, the way he speaks so personally to us and to those that come on retreat. I I feel, Bill, like every retreat is is a revival in a sense for each person there, the way that the Lord just breaks through and meets with them and speaks to them because they've made space for it. And it's also very surprising to me how much resistance there is to doing this. I remember back when we first went on five-day retreats, how much resistance, in fact, I really pushed you, pushed back. I criticized you. I was like, we can't do that and gave you a long list of reasons why we couldn't do it. And thankfully, you weren't defensive mm-hmm. and you continued to see the invitation God had for us and and lead us into that. And, and after experiencing it, I was so thankful and then to have that as a regular part of our life has been such a grace and so catalytic to our growth. Yeah, in addition to our sabbatical this year, we've, we're have we leading 10 Institute Weeks, 
And so we get five uh, day retreats ourselves 10 times this year. Uh, and then, of course, even when we go to churches, because as part of the retreats that we lead, we set aside blocks of time for what we call TLC, which stands for To Love Christ. And so when you've got some extended hours to really go deep uh, in the Lord, in your meditations, your journaling, just resting in God's presence, even taking a nap uh, or taking a walk, being in beauty, uh, we, we feel more deeply, we pray more deeply, and then spilling out of that into an authentic community like we have at our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats is so powerful. I think about the example of the pastor's wife who shared about her experience personally going through deconstruction and mm-hmm. how how difficult that was for her and and then how her, her husband handled that with great uh, uh, empathy and grace and and now, she, now she's on the other side of that in reconstruction. Mm-hmm. But there were others in the room that were like, oh, you verbalized what yes. I felt and I haven't known where to go and how to talk about this. And so people just feeling safe, people of all different kinds. Uh, if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you belong in the Soul Shepherding Institute. We have all kinds of people there, coaches and spiritual directors, of course, pastors, missionaries, member health providers who care for missionaries, church leaders, small group leaders. Businessmen, uh, women leaders, parents, grandparents. Most people who come, but not everybody, want to become a spiritual director with Soul Shepherding, and they they do our certificate program in spiritual direction. But this, the affinity that people have, they're, they're all people that are committed to Jesus and, and serving Jesus by leading and caring for other people. So, so many of them are you in our podcast audience, which we always love to meet you and see you and get to know you in person. It's it's really fun. So we, we got to go even deeper into the immersive spirituality of retreat because we had a 30-day sabbatical, which by sabbatical standards, if you're a pastor or a missionary or a Christian leader, I mean, if you can go even longer than 30 days, you know, we teach three months is a great length if you can do that. But even in 30 days, this is the second time we've done a 30-day sabbatical, Christy, and we were totally off the grid, unplugged. We weren't running soul shepherding. Our staff was with Jesus, and uh, it was very rejuvenating. Very much. We needed that. We need time to... I had gotten over-identified with my work, and I was I was caring too much. I wasn't relying on Jesus enough. I was taking over responsibility, and so to to cut all that off um, and get that break was really important. And to just be Jesus' beloved disciple, his 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 daughter, his child, and to have time and energy to be doing we we read life giving books that were really ministering to us in some of our unique areas of of needs. We did meditation from the Gospel of Mark every day using kind of a combination of our Lexio Divina and Ignatian Guide questions and response and journaling and shared that with each other, had soul talk every day. And there were some really great invitations we heard from the Lord in there where he really spoke to us words that were very comforting and affirming and also some words that were very instructive that we both really needed. And and to be able to, one of the things I love about our retreats 
in the Soul Shepherding Institute is that community piece. Because if you just do these disciplines on your own in a silo, you don't get as much out of it as when you're engaging in disciplines and you're sharing out of that and you're not only getting to be listened to and prayed for, but you're also getting to feed off of somebody else's devotion. And that's what we got to do for each other on our sabbatical too. Amazing thing is we found in our soul shepherding retreats that even people on Zoom who are joining joining in with the mm-hmm. community, they feel a part of it. Yeah. And they have a surprising connection with the Lord and the community and, and amongst themselves. We put them in a, a group uh, with a spiritual director. And uh, so, yeah, the power of an immersive retreat. So talk to us about, as an Enneagram 2 and a heart type, how is... Uh, how was the sabbatical? How was the spiritual retreat experiences for you? Why is that important for you as a heart type on the Enneagram, as, a, as an Enneagram 2 who's a helper? Well, I get over-enmeshed with people that I'm caring for. I get over-enmeshed with the responsibilities that I have and think that I can get caught up in my own unconscious pride of thinking that I have to do it or it has to be done the way I think it needs to be done. Unconsciously under that is some sense of control for my own security. And the Lord revealed that to me as I got away and began to have time to reflect on it. And what am I feeling and why am I feeling? And why does this stress me? And why does that scare me? And why was I resistant to taking our sabbatical? Because I was, I was resistant to do it. Even how can I take a sabbatical when my mom is dying of cancer, how, how can I do that? And I had to look at that and say, well, can I trust God to be there for my mom? Mm-hmm. And can I trust that I can rest even in grief, even in times when I'm still caring for her and engaging with her? It's, it's new opportunities for me to practice more abandonment to Jesus, more trust in Jesus, in his power operating in my life. And as a two, I can, I can take too much. I think it too much depends upon what I do, and who I am, and how I love. Yeah. So with the space of spiritual rest uh, in retreat mode, on sabbatical, you felt the grief with your mom. Mm-hmm. You felt some of the challenges. You felt your identification with her that aging is something that. Um, we all go through to some extent and that you could be like her at the end of your life. And Mm -hmm. so that part was difficult. Yeah, but it was important. It was good because what I was able to do was strengthen my intimate connection with Jesus Mm -hmm. and lean more into trusting him in this journey right now through the Valley of Shadow Death with her. And then when it's my journey, in anticipation of that. So you had more space for those reflections and you in more space, as you said, for the, the meditations on the Gospel of Mark and our conversations that we were having soul talk back and forth about uh, what God was showing us, what we were experiencing and so forth. And so that helped you experience some, some release there of a deeper level of trusting uh, your mom's well-being uh, to the Lord, trusting your future health to the Lord. Uh, and then as a leader, so you're co-leading Soul Shepherding with me, and we've got uh, about 20 on our operations staff and another 40 senior spiritual directors on our team. And there's a lot of projects going, a lot of work. We're in a really important 
time in the history of soul shepherding in, in our growth and a lot of moving parts going on and it would seem like not a very good time for you to take a sabbatical. And there's probably never a good time is, of course, part of the story there, but you did it. So how did you do that as, as an Enneagram 2 and a heart type? Well, I, I didn't do it without a lot of wrestling with my own emotions about it, my own emotions of fear, my own evo- emotions of feeling like, oh man, I'm afraid I'm not gonna make good use of it. I haven't had time to prepare for it like I wanted to. Um, I'm afraid I'm gonna get bored or feel meaningless or empty. But I think that what ended up being really good is because of my tendencies too, is I tend to orbit around other people so much and care and give so much that it actually was good for me to have that time to just receive. I mean, I had you to care for, and we did engage with our our family, our kids, our grandkids, mm-hmm. my my mom. But there was plenty of time for me to receive, yeah. to rest, to do things I enjoyed, to get out in beauty, to journal, to get in touch with what I was feeling, and and uh, get more gut level honest with God because I didn't have all the distractions. Because you run into your feelings when when you've got open space and you're not mm. not distracted. Yeah, as well. say more about that. Why is that? Well, different things come up because you're you have time to feel. We spent hours just in silence mm-hmm. and in solitude, even though we were together, we were apart during times of each day too. So now that might sound like we're we're off in some uh, monastery that's no, in we, which people that know you would yeah. know that's not where we were. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we went to the ocean for a week of it because water really speaks to me and I love to float on the ocean. That helps me connect with God's love. That's an, a, a spiritual discipline for me, learning to float on God's right. love. It doesn't look like yeah. it. doesn't yeah. look like you're in, in yeah. solitude and silence, uh, humming and chanting or studying the Bible <laughs> or something. But I spent hours in solitude and silence on the beach or in the water mm-hmm. every day that first week. Meaning you made the, the, the time of rest and beauty and play and fun. It's like your favorite thing. It's like adventure. But you repurpose that like as a time to pray as a time mm-hmm. to be in God's presence and to meditate on scripture that you've memorized yes. and to be doing some spiritual reading and study so you did that on the raft too well no that was on the beach part I'm, I'm, I'm kidding <laughs> and exercise to be able to exercise take it's hard for me to take time for me sometimes right. to do mm-hmm. everything that's good for my soul and so I had time every every day mm-hmm to take care of the things that I needed to do for the long, immersive spiritual times, but then also the times taking care of my body and getting a lot of sleep. It was also instructive, though, because I had dreams. Most nights I dreamed about soul shepherding, mm-hmm. and that was a surprise to me. So then to, to okay, look at that, Lord. I'm, not, I'm still attached more than I thought, and to be able to pray through that and let go of that in the morning when I woke up. So say more that. how you did that because on the surface that might sound like you're stressed and you're working and you can't disconnect from your work, but that's not what it was for you. Well, I think what was coming up in the dreams was revealing areas where I was still attached. Maybe I had let mm-hmm. go it, circumstantially. It wasn't checking email, wasn't communicating with our staff, but obviously my heart was still engaged mm-hmm. or I wouldn't have been dreaming that way. Or I remember one time having a dream that some staff members dropped the ball on some things and obviously there were 
what I discovered as I reflected upon that dream in prayer in the morning was, well, okay, I'm anxious. I'm having, I'm, I'm afraid that maybe some important balls are going to get dropped. Mm-hmm. I don't think that dream was about the, those staff members. I think mm-hmm. it was about my anxiety mm-hmm. of what's the consequence of me not being involved in this. And so yeah. to, to just be aware of that, okay, Lord, here it is. Here I am still, this is an opportunity for me to trust you. This is your ministry. It's not, it's not mine. And, my employees are yours they're they're working for you not for me and mm-hmm. i can i can trust you holy spirit to guide them mm. and lead them in their work i don't have to be doing that and so those are some examples and then that helped you recalibrate into your mode of enjoying your time with the lord and us together and mm-hmm. when we had family time enjoying that so you you were very emotionally present to, to me, to our family when we were with family, to, to the Lord, and you, you weren't like preoccupied with work or stressed because when it came up, you paid attention to the emotions that you had, you prayed that through, you journaled, you talked with me and asked for empathy, and uh, it made for a wonderful, restful, renewing time for you on sabbatical. Yeah, and you know, another thing that was really good that we see this when couples come to our institute retreats together, the way it's so bonding, for their relationship and so catalytic to their spiritual growth. And we enjoyed that too, because you and I had time to just be husband and wife Mm -hmm. and disciples of Jesus together and spiritual friends and not coworkers, not co-leaders. And so that was really a blessing too. And we've seen that for Yeah, we didn't talk about soul shepherding, except on some occasions where we were having emotions that we needed to be under, needed empathy for, or need to pray about, we would, had some moments where we talked like that to just help us sort of let go, trust the Lord, pray for our staff, thank God for our staff, thank thank God that Jesus is in charge of soul shepherding. So you are listening, whatever your Enneagram type is, is you're a a leader, a shepherd, a servant of others. You probably relate to Christy that it is a challenge or can be a challenge to disconnect from all of the helping, the ministry, the shepherding, the leadership, and rediscover that your identity is really in God and in being the beloved disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for me, as an Enneagram One uh, gut type, I uh, have issues around um, doing things well, being productive, being in control. And so letting go is like the discipline for me as an Enneagram One. And we're going to be talking more about that Next week, I think, is we because uh, our book is is launching, and so we're going to go uh, give you the next nine weeks are going to be uh, one week on each of the Enneagram types, but in a different angle than you've probably heard before. Really looking at soul care, spiritual disciplines, empathy, uh, the things that we emphasize in our new book, uh, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, and so that's the big thing for me as a one is abandoning outcomes to God. That's the key spiritual discipline, and so a time of spiritual retreat and a longer retreat on sabbatical. And we teach that in our sabbatical guide program, we teach that a sabbatical is really just stringing together Sabbath days, uh, days of resting in God, days of, of worship. Eugene Peterson's model is, is awesome. He says the Sabbath is a day to pray and play. So we, we're trying to bring those two together uh, on our sabbatical. And that's what we do in our spiritual retreats uh, in the Soul Shepherding Institute. And, and interestingly, you know, we always have some people at our soul, our institute retreats who are on sabbatical. 
they really fit together really well because of the training we give, the experience of community, the mentoring in uh, the TLC time for To Love Christ. And so, yeah, for me, I, um, especially in the early days, I had some thoughts about soul shepherding that would come to me or I would be aware of, well, I'm concerned about this challenge or I wonder how we're dealing with this. Or, And as that came to me, I just turned it over to the Lord and said, Jesus, you're in charge of soul shepherding and I'm on sabbatical and I'm resting in you and I thank you for the staff you've given us and thank you for how you're leading our ministry. And it was just, it really for me, it was like water off a duck's back. It was like, I was so glad to pray about that and I just turned the corner and I was back in, in rest mode and it was very nice. And mm-hmm. I think that upon reflection, it's just, you know, years of training in these immersive spiritual yes. retreats yes. have made deep grooves mm-hmm. for us into our personalities because you, you can change your Enneagram type, yes. your, per, not your number. And that's when you get, once you get the right number, the, that's the level your home, of health. You can yeah. change in your level of health in your type. Yes. Uh, that's a key understanding with the Enneagram. And one of the reasons why we so appreciate this tool for discipleship to Jesus and for emotional and spiritual growth is that it really gives us an x-ray into our soul and into our personality and where we're at. And it's not just looking at like personality preferences. It's looking at our, our dysfunctions and our needs and our hurts and our hopes and deep stuff in our mm-hmm. formation and our wiring. And then it's laying out for us, uh, particularly as we have the wisdom of, of the Lord through uh, scripture, we can see pathways with spiritual disciplines and conversations for how we can become more like Jesus, more, more loving, more joyful, more at peace. And so for me, that issue of letting go of control, delegating, trusting other people, uh, not seeing only the problems, but seeing the, uh, the things to be grateful for, practicing gratitude. So having 30 days to just immerse in these things, uh, doing the meditations in Mark with you and uh, processing, praying through things, identifying with Jesus, seeing how Jesus managed stress, how he handled life and how he was able to, to delegate and empower people, uh, his disciples and uh, let go, tr- trusting God in all things. And just a th- theme that emerged is in every scripture in Mark that we looked at. Uh, really, Mark ten twenty one, which is the story of the rich young ruler, and Jesus, we read that Jesus looked at him and loved him, which I'm sure is a lot like how Jesus looked at Peter after Peter denied Jesus. And Jesus looked at Peter and loved him. He looked at him and he knew him. He knew his his sin. He knew his stress. He knew his regret, his feelings of shame. But he loved him. And Peter took him some time, but Peter trusted that love and came, came went through the grief uh, and came back around. And so just seeing that throughout the Gospel of Mark, that Jesus keeps noticing people, having compassion for people, listening to people, responding to them in ways that, that are helpful and honoring. He, he's looking right at us and loving us where we are. Such a, such a blessing for me. And I'm just so thankful that God has provided. And this is true for you who are listening, that God provides for us opportunities and space 
where we can have these immersive experiences if we will we will choose to do that and if we will arrange our schedules and uh, it is so powerful. I really think it's the secret to why the Social Urban Institute has been so transformational for people is just these, these immersive experiences in God's presence and in community. So what if you're another Enneagram type? How do you benefit from immersive retreats? So let me just quickly touch on these. This is the kind of stuff we go real deep into in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. But if you're an Enneagram 8, you're a, you're a doer. You like to act. You like to, you like to lead. You, you like to be, be bold and directive. And so to have some time to rest is not the thing you think that you need, but it's actually what you need so much. And uh, especially when you can do that in the context with other people, and we'll be unpacking the key spiritual discipline for the eights, which we believe is spiritual friendship and vulnerability. Enneagram nines, you're uh, peacemakers and a tendency to avoid uh, conflict and get lost as you merge with people. Probably relate to Christy and uh, the key discipline for nines we'll be talking about is spiritual direction. And that's something we provide on our institute retreats because nines really need to be listened to because they're so tuned into other people. They need to process. They need to be prayed over. And that's a part of an immersive retreat. Uh, we talked about the ones and the twos through Christy and me and our lives. Threes are achievers. They're, they're doers in a different way, in a very relational sort of way and very image-oriented uh, but uh, for them, they they struggle with conditions of worth because they're so into performance. And so uh, an immersive retreat is an opportunity to disconnect from performance and discover that there is grace and acceptance. They are loved apart from what they do, apart from their productivity. Fours are individualists and uh, really need to develop a more of an emotional balance because they can get overwhelmed by their emotions and, and even stir up those emotions to feel authentic and alive. And they can get sort of uh, spiral into some melancholy and negative feelings. And so they really need the discipline of thankfulness and gratitude and enjoying God's blessings. And so we've had a lot of fours on retreats and they just come alive in a community in a place of beauty and where they can uh, really have much to be thankful for and practice that and lean into that disposition. And uh, fives are observers. They're, they're head types. They're thinkers. They like to study. Uh, they like to read. Uh, they like their solitude. And we give solitude on our retreats. And that's an important aspect of an immersive retreat. But to do that in the context of community so that the fives can learn how to bring their strength of, of thinking and analysis and Bible study and put that into a relational expression of love for God and love for people and discover the relational warmth that can emerge. Uh, sixes are the loyalists, uh, and they're right in that center of the head triad. They're thinkers, they're problem solvers, struggling with anxiety and fear down uh, deep inside. Uh, and their key discipline is scripture meditation, and that can give them a really a calm confidence. So learning how to pray scripture is really significant for sixes rather than just thinking about and analyzing it and moving quickly from one insight to another. All the head types need that saturation. And so this is a huge benefit of an immersive retreat for the head types is learning to not just think about things, but to feel things and to process things in relationship and have some quiet to experience that calm mind that's really elusive for the head types. And then finally, the sevens, the enthusiasts uh, for retreats for them, 
our opportunity to savor little blessings, which is a real challenge for sevens, but they need the quiet. They need the, the silence that uh, can be fostered in a community that is prayerful and dedicating significant space, not just to be talking and, and uh, all the time like we do in conferences where we're just learning, but to have guided experiences that is so powerful uh, for sevens and for all of us. So those are a few quick tips running through the nine Enneagram types and the power of spiritual retreat for those types. So friends, we've got a week retreat in October. We've got a week retreat in November. We've got one in February and we've got one in March. They and just keep we, coming along all yes, year, each yes. year. Yep. And we would love to have you jump in and meet us and join us. So Lord Jesus, thank you that you call us away to come away with you where we can really focus on you, where our love for you can be reignited and where we can be with other people intentionally doing the same thing, encouraged and ministered to by them. We ask that you would continue this good work, Lord, and that you would provide for each of us opportunities for this grace, this immersive experience with you and your people. Thank you, Jesus. You are at work in each one of us, freeing us more and more from our our conscious and unconscious sins and growing us more in your likeness for your glory. Amen. Friends, don't miss the chance to pre-order Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Uh, And then you get access to some free bonus resources only for those who pre-order the book before September 5th, 2023. Those uh, bonuses include a discount on the Enneagram and Emotions video course, a free pack of Enneagram and Emotions resources, an exclusive live Enneagram question and answer with Christy and me uh, webinar, and uh, a free Enneagram and Emotions coaching session. So depending upon how many books you pre-order for uh, yourself and your friends or your small group or your church or a missionary that you want to donate books to, the more uh, books you pre-order, the more bonuses you get. Just go to soulshepherding.org slash Enneagram and you will be encouraged. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 